0: It might be our final player signing to announce as we are wrapping up the month of September, but we're doing it on a high note, a fan favorite, a goal-scoring sensation since he came over to Cincinnati late last year, Zach Andrusiak. And if this Cyclones team can't get much better, and then all of a sudden, they do. They bring you back, Drews. I'm sure you're excited, but first, let's just kind of, I guess, start on the, the more chill side of things we were just talking before we hit record it'll have been five months since game seven. That's a lot of time, hard to believe, but what have you done in that near half year since we last saw you?
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've been kicking back and enjoying summer, but you know, training hard and getting ready for the year. And you know, I was able, uh, fortunate enough to go on a few trips. Uh, my girlfriend and I went down to LA, uh, at the end of May, beginning of June and caught some Dodger games and Disneyland and all that kind of stuff. So that was a really fun trip. And then we, we did a trip to Seattle, too, for my birthday and went to some baseball games there, uh, did a few other, went on a real fun fishing trip uh, up north off the coast of Vancouver Island with some buddies and, you know, just, just a few other trips and just trying to golf and, like I said, train as much as I can to be ready for the year.
0: That's awesome. Well, I, I should have known and I forgot about this because it had been so long that you're, you're one of the guys I relate to because you're one of the big baseball guys. Uh, on the team I know you were able to get out to a couple of Reds and Cardinals games here but uh, I forget are you a Dodgers fan?
1: I am yeah yeah I'm a big Dodger fan my dog actually he's named after the Dodgers his name is Dodger.
0: (laughs) That's awesome so I I was gonna say now this past summer wasn't your first time at Dodger Stadium was it?
1: No no I had been a couple times before.
0: What kind of uh, what teams did you get to see them play this year?
1: Uh, We saw the Pirates and the Mets.
0: Oh, OK. Well, one team I would hope you
1: guys did. Yeah. Run. So the Mets, the Mets won. That was a really good game. That could be a, obviously like a big playoff matchup, possibly.
0: Yeah, it could be an NLCS. Who knows? But you've got yeah. to. I'm still hoping at the time of this recording, the Phillies are still in it. I, I've got some optimism here trying to end this 11 year drought. And then, yeah, I mean, you saw Seattle, too. So what do you think of that ballpark?
1: i i uh i've been to that ballpark a lot because i played junior in seattle so i've been to a ton of mariners games and i love it there. like honestly what well, used to be called safeco it's t-mobile park now it's like it's one of the best i think that i've definitely been to and i've seen like they just there's no bad seats in there they did such a good job of building it you you feel like you're right on top of the action and it's it's a really nice ballpark it's great to watch games there and it's better that the mariners are Better now too. So they oh. get better crowds and that kind of thing. And we were we were fortunate enough too that it was it was the Blue Jays that were there when oh. we went on my birthday weekend. So obviously when the Blue Jays are in town, it's even better, the fans, because there's so many that come down from Vancouver and other parts of Canada.
0: You get to see any dingers
1: by Vladdy No, they actually we only made one game and they might have been shut out actually in the game. Wow. It was like a pitch, it was Robbie Ray versus Manoa. And so, like it was a straight pitchers' duel, and I think Seattle won two nothing, maybe or three nothing, or something.
0: Wow. Yeah, well, Vladdy
1: I... had Vladdy had two hits, but no, no home runs. All right, all right. Well, all their big guns played though; they just didn't do anything.
0: Yeah, that happens sometimes. Like even with the Yankees, even the Phillies. I, I know I shouldn't be going down this rabbit hole, but like if you look at their lineup, man, the Phillies have a stacked lineup. I don't know yeah. why their offense sometimes goes silent when you got Schwarber, Real Muto, Harper, Hoskins, like.
1: I yeah, don't. no, it's that's just the way – like, it's just like hockey, too. You'll score you'll score a ton one night, and then the next night you'll have a tough night because it's no different than the Dodgers lost, like, 11-0 to the yeah. Cardinals the other night, and then the next night they killed them. Yeah. So, like, it's just – and Pretty that's cool. a 106-win team already, so. How about one of those games? Pretty neat, 700 for Pujols? Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. I remember I was watching a Dodger game, like, a month ago, and they were, like, joking about how – it was possible that he might be able to hit the home run the 700th in Dodger stadium. And then sure enough, it ended up happening. Yeah. that's
0: Somebody said, um, and I promise this is it. Baseball we'll stop talking about, we'll get to hockey. I know that's what the fans want to hear, but did you see something online and I can't remember who it was from MLB network, but the guy like predicted it back in April, he said, Oh, he'll hit 700 one series in mid September in LA.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what they, the thing I saw too, they were They brought that up and they're like, it's actually starting to look like it's a real possibility. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we,
0: we could talk about this all day. You were the one player that went to the field of dreams with the staff this year. That's I, I knew right there and that I'm like, all right, I can talk with this guy about some baseball. So we'll, we'll do more of that once you get into town, but um, let, you know what, I, I think a good segue that you kind of set us up with about a minute ago is you said that's the thing about baseball and you compared it to hockey how you could see these stacked teams put up a ton of runs or a ton of goals the next night it could be different but you still feel really good when you got a good offense this cyclones team had it last year how much have you paid attention to this offseason because man at least in my opinion on paper i think this team's even better
1: yeah i agree too from looking at the guys that we brought in and the guys returning and that kind of thing And, and i i definitely think that we should have a real high powered and potent offense and I'm excited because that's that's kind of player I am so it's it's fun to me for me to play in that you know style and that kind of thing so I'm excited to have great teammates and great guys to play with again and it's it's going to be exciting and you know just having that much talent and that much skill up front and the ability to score a lot of goals it's it's exciting for the fans too you know because that's what everybody likes to see is goals and wins.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and you hope for a lot of that. I mean, and that's the thing, like our fan base is so hyped up about this season. You know, it's, it's early. We saw last year, what can happen with injuries, call-ups and all that, but at least on paper, you feel good. Um, and, And if you look on paper at your stats, like here's a 24 year old kid who's already been in this league a little bit, I'll ask if you disagree, no problem. But in my opinion, you were a good player in the ECHL. But when you came over from Idaho to Cincinnati, you went from good to great and and good to elite do you feel that way was it just the right situation here that that maybe for whatever reason didn't click quite as well because again you were still putting up points with the steelheads it's just something happened here where you took your game to a different level
1: yeah definitely it's just like you said it, it was just a fit that you know the style of the team and the opportunity the coaching staff gave me and you know the guys I got to play with and that kind of thing it was just the perfect fit and the perfect role for me and I got a real good opportunity and, and things went really well. And, you know, hopefully I could build off that and be even better this year.
0: All right. I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. And uh, I guess it's something that we have not really talked about as an organization. Um, you know, recently the Cyclones added Jalen Smerick, uh, who became the fourth veteran. Actually, I think I'm wrong about that. It's Matt Barry. I'm sorry. Both were yeah. Matt. Matt Barry is the, that uh, Smerick would be next season, but in any case, um echl only allows four vets uh per team so right now the cyclones have it in mingo Caparuso, vive and matt Barry. um one of the guys you played with a lot last season when you came over was jesse schultz uh, so right now the numbers would have him as the odd man out um just kind of curious like what's did, did you have an opinion on that is there a take on a guy who you know i think you guys really did along with vive we were kind of inseparable once you became, uh, you came over and that became the top line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We had a good, real good connection and some good chemistry and that kind of thing. And Schultz, obviously is, you know, he's a legend in that league and in pro hockey in general. And it was really cool to get to play with him and, you know, just learn some things from him and that kind of thing. And, you know, he, he, his play style really clicked with my play style too. And, you know, we worked really well together and, and he, he had a great career and that kind of thing. And, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't actually spoke to him at all. this summer. I don't know if he's kind of ready to move on or what kind of thing, but, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, moving forward, the guys we got now too are going to be great too. And bringing over like a guy, you said, Barry, obviously we got to see him a lot last year in Toledo and he's, he's a great player and his numbers speak for himself. So, you know, I'm excited to get a chance to play possibly with him too. And, you know, and have him on our side this year.
0: I was kind of wondering that I'm like, I just don't know. I mean, obviously it's painter's decision. I wonder if you guys would be line mates cause you guys are both so goal score heavy. Um, I, but I, at least from the side of playing against him in a seven game series, like what is it like to play against that guy?
1: Yeah, there was those obviously Toledo was in a way they were very similar to us, the way they were built, you know, they had really good up front forwards and lots of good offense and, you know, they moved the puck really well as a team and, they, you know, I love playing in those style of games and those type of games. And I think that's another reason, you know, why I had such success in that division is because, you know, most of the teams in that division are kind of the same way um, with lots of talent and that kind of thing. So it's always fun to play against guys and teams like that. And and like you said, Barry, I think it was, was a game one that he had the hat trick in and that kind of thing. And just, you know, he's, remember, he's always a guy that, you know, was really good around the net and that kind of thing and very opportunistic and, you know, I think that's a guy that, you know, would mesh well with my play style and that kind of thing. So I, I, like you said, it's up to Painter, but I I really like to play with him. It'd be fun, I think.
0: Yeah, wouldn't mind it. Two guys over 50 goals, maybe combined on that line, maybe over 60 as a duo. I I think it's possible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: Um, And and by the way, I was just thinking about it. So Barry, I want to say it was game, I want to say it was game four, actually that he had like the two goals because if you remember i was just talking about this with somebody on a podcast recently john albert was the guy that had the hat trick in
1: game one. Oh, that's right because if you that's remember his
0: third part. goal is the one that rims off yeah
1: the- off of hauser's head yeah yeah that was a tough one
0: that was a brutal one um, i
1: still i i know it's hindsight and i know excuses you shouldn't make them but i still think that uh we win that game it would a series would have ended differently
0: I said that too. I, I, I don't know why I'm trying to think here. Maybe it was, it, it it may have been Matt Berry I was talking to. If not, it had to have been somebody on a team, for, on our team from last year. Actually, it was um, Pistol Pete, Patrick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause I was talking to him. Cause think about it, man. If you look at it, well, I said this in game one, I thought they came out hard, but I thought in the second, third and overtime, the Cyclones were the better team in game one. Game 2 you guys won, game 3 you guys won. Like it legitimately could have been a 3-0 series lead.
1: And I oh, think Oh, definitely. Yeah. Of- and, and just, you know, obviously going in there and if we could have taken the first two in their rank, that would have it would have stunned them too, obviously, mm-hmm. and that would have done a lot different, you know, just for a series, you know, being being another playoff series and having that happen to you or to against other teams, like it's just that's tough to come back from when you give up the 2 at home like that especially yeah. when you're you're supposed to be the one that's winning yeah well
0: i was gonna you know what since we're talking about it like let me ask you about the playoffs at the pro level because that was your first experience with it right so i mean you know and to go the distance seven games man that was it, it you talk about hindsight like it sucks to talk about it like this but man it was still a really really fun series to be a part of it. at least for me broadcasting it i loved it everything but the finish um, but even the finish, right? Like they're up three, nothing in game seven, all of a sudden it's a one goal game real quick. So, uh, you know, can you speak to just what, what it was like to experience playoff hockey in the ECHL?
1: Yeah, it was a great series and, you know, coming in, we were obviously the underdogs, but as a team, we didn't, we didn't feel that way. And we knew we could play with them and push it. And obviously we pushed it to seven and we even had a three, two lead going into the game six too. So, you know, we, uh, we felt like we could have won that series. And I think we definitely, you know, looking back at it, we had times that we probably, you know, we wish we could go back and change things cause we probably would have, but it was, I just think it was good experience for, you know, everybody on the team and, and for myself included, you know, coming, coming back this year, you know, to just build off that, you know, we have that experience now of going through it together and there's a lot of returning guys and that kind of thing. And, you know, we can use that experience to help us going forward.
0: Yeah, I I guess one of the things is as we get toward the end of our conversation that I'll ask you here um it's just an opinion. I remember last year when I was talking to Painter, the big thing he talked about was special teams. So uh, and and look, everything matters, right? Like goals, defense, goal tending, they all matter, but he said special teams. My opinion is I think this team needs to learn to win on the road more. Um which, you know, again, all those things kind of encompass that as well. Uh, do you have an opinion? You mentioned a lot of the returnees you mentioned being the underdogs again on paper. I do not think the cyclones are going to be looked at as underdogs to start this year. So is it the road? Is it special teams or is it something else that maybe you see that, that you think? Yeah, you- I,
1: think I think it's a mixture of everything. You know, obviously the biggest thing in pro sports is consistency. Right. And you know, we gotta, we gotta find that. And last year we were, you know, not a younger team, but we had a lot of inexperience on our team with, you know, first year players and that sort of thing. And, and it's, it's tough. I know going through it myself at a time that, you know, in your first year trying to find that consistency and being able to bring your A game every single night, especially when you're playing in such a good division, like we plan it's, you got to be ready to go every night because everybody's good and everybody's gunning for you always. So, you know, I think consistency in in all aspects of the game is the biggest thing that we got to focus on right from the get go and get out to it. And, and like you said, Painter said special teams, that's come playoff time. Like special teams is so, so big, right. Cause five on five is just, it's so tight checking and grindy and it, it, there's not a lot of goals scored five on five. Those games are usually won and lost with the special teams. Cause not only, not even if special teams goals are scored, but it just, it swings momentum so much, you know, If you get a big penalty kill or you score a power play goal or that kind of thing. You know, so definitely that's something, too, that I think we can improve on and, you know, get better at and, and just, you know, moving forward.
0: Just talking to you here, you sound like you've gained so much leadership qualities, too, because um, you you, I don't know, you're, you're so well spoken about everything. And, and I love that. and It, it kind of shows the maturity of you as a player and how that's continuing to blossom. So I, I guess I'll, I'll end it here. My last question for you, Zach, um, is when you look at the Cyclones, you know, this was a game changer for you between here in Idaho, you scored 29 goals last season. So the ceiling is potentially bigger than that. Um, you had the AHL call up, which I think is a confidence boost, uh, when you went to Tucson for a couple of games. So last thing here is, you know, at what point did you decide that you were coming back to Cincinnati and twofold? What, what are your goals as you enter this season?
1: Yeah, for me, it was, uh, at the end of last year, my, my main goal, you know, was I was trying to get an AHL one-way contract for this year. And, but, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, I always knew that if that didn't happen, I was coming back to Cincinnati hundred percent, you know, I loved it there with, you know, the team, the, my teammates, the coaches, the fans, the city, just everything was great. It was, like I said, it was a great fit for me. I had success, you know, it was, it was tons of fun. I love playing with those guys. So that was, that was an easy decision for me. I always knew that if I was playing in the ECHL again, that I'd be in Cincinnati. So, you know, like I said, my, my biggest goals for this year is just building off what we, what we, the way we ended last year, you know, we, I think, even though we lost that series, you know, we took a team that was one, won the regular season and went to the league final to seven games. And for a while in the series, we looked like we were going to win it too. So know I think that's something that we can use as confidence and you know moving forward and you know build off of and you know just have a great year and like I said get off to a great start and just build some chemistry real early and get on the train and get rolling and not be stopped.
0: I feel like there is just this palpable energy in all the conversations we have with the guys that just cannot wait to get back at it. And luckily for us September is about over now. It is time for October. Cyclones are going to have their first face-off at Heritage Bank Center on October 29th. You can go to cycloneshockey.com to get your tickets for that game. And they start a week earlier on the road in Fort Wayne to kick off the 2022-23 season. But for now, that's the end of what could be our last player signing before the season starts. Zach Andruziak, again, a goal-scoring sensation, a fan favorite, and a, a hat trick as a member of the Cincinnati Coneys. We'll have to talk more about that uh, this coming season. But Zach, great talking to you, catching up with you. And uh, look forward to seeing you here in just a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to getting down there and seeing everybody too.